the Lord has been faithful all your life. Amen. In the darkest hours, he was there. Amen. I said, if you make your bed in hell, he'll be there. Wherever you go, he's with you. Amen. He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. He's never forgotten you. Amen. You've been engraved on the palm of his hands. Amen. And he remembers you. Amen. Let's sing that chorus to him again. Amen. If you have been faithful, oh, all my life you have been so, so good. Every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Amen. Maybe let's go to the Lord and pray this morning. Amen. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you this morning, Lord. Father, how grateful we are to be in your presence this morning, Lord. And Father, you promised us that wherever two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of God. So, Father, we believe that you are here this morning, O oh God, Lord, as the songs have gone forward to God, Lord. We believe that as it was with David, O oh Lord, as you were going to the house of Saul and started to play music, O oh God, and and how the evil spirit was there to depart to God. We believe that this morning the enemy, Lord God, has, has taken his flow to God. And we believe that the angels has taken their position this morning, oh God. And Father, we're desiring to see you move on the service of God, Lord. We just pray, oh Lord, even as Brother John said, Lord, it's not a man, but Lord, we want to see Jesus Christ behind the pulpit, oh God, Lord. You are the one that knows the hearts of the people, oh God. You are the one that knows the minds of God. You are the one that knows the battles of God. And Lord, we just pray, Father, Lord, this morning, oh God, that you go to person to person, oh God, or you go to pew to pew, oh God, that you be a personal God to us this morning, oh God, Father. Lord, I pray this morning let shackles be broken oh god lord may that be liberty may that be freedom oh god may the holy ghost oh lord search through this building like never before oh god father we just yield the vessels to you oh god i give myself to you come to hear us into your hands lord be the speaker be the hearer oh god this morning oh lord and may your name be glorified oh god lord let us not just walk out of here and say our heart does burn our heart does burn oh god but father let us entertain you oh lord let us welcome you in lord and allow you to stay, O oh Lord. Allow you to break the bread of life, for oh God. Allow you to bring a revelation to our hearts, O oh Lord God. Father, we just yield ourselves to you this morning, O oh God, and we pray you take the service, O oh God. And we just ask, O oh Lord, you glorify your name in it, O oh God. For we ask it all in Jesus Christ's name this morning. Amen and amen. 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 We greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Brother Solomon. Musicians, God bless you. Appreciate it. Amen. I'm sure glad to be here this morning. Amen. We're sure glad to be here this morning. And uh, we've, we spend a lot of time with your pastor, uh, Brother John Andes. It's been a sure blessing, Brother John. We appreciate the invitation. And uh, he's been a, a, an incredible host, you know. And Sister Sharon, God bless you richly. Thank you very much. And uh, they sure made us feel at home. And uh, really, God bless you, Brother John. And Brother Steve, we appreciate you. Amen. God bless you. We've known Brother Steve for, for a little while, while we were in Edmonton. Uh, we met him. We've been in youth services where Brother Steve spoke for us. And so we, we really appreciate you, Brother Steve. Brother Solomon, God bless you. Amen. Been, been good buddies. And 
Sure good to see you all. Sure good to be here. Amen. And we're trusting in the Lord this morning. Amen. I, it's not about me, it's about him. Amen. I just happen to be the guy behind, behind the pulpit this morning, but actually he's the one that is here. And he's the one that knows your heart, and he's the one that is here to minister to us. Amen. And we sure do bring greetings from Edmonton, from our pastor, Brother Ed Hammermeister. Amen. He used to be Brother Harold Hildebrand, but he went to be with the Lord. And, and uh, Brother Ed Hammermeister, the Lord has placed him there to, to, to continue the work of the Lord. And, and it's been a blessing. And we know you've had some of the ministers we have there. Brother Andrew Dodd has been here, been a blessing. Brother John Perzok. And, and so we, we, just, we just come to, to, to share the little that we have on our hearts. Amen. And, and uh, we trust it'll be a blessing. We sure enjoy the music night on Friday. God bless all the musicians, the singers. God bless you richly. Amen. Sure. Sure, wonderful time together. And I want to say, Brother Ken, Sister Joyce, God bless you. We had a wonderful time at your place last night. And man, you can, it was just such a presence there yesterday, just fellowshipping with them. And I want to say, God bless you. Amen. Good to see you, Brother Michael Walshlager. Thanks for coming out. Amen. And I know you had to be in service this morning, but good to see you here. And some of the young people are here, but I said, uh, God bless you wherever you are. I can't see you. Sister Kezia Westmeyer, Sister Priscilla Webb. So glad to have you all here. Amen. And so you're good to see you, Sister Charity, back there. We're praying for you. Amen. Sister Charity has been a good friend of ours. We met her in Ireland some years ago. She came with Sister Tiffany Garnett, and uh, we've been friends since. And so God bless you, Sister Charity. Sure, good to see you. Amen. Well, we'll go to the Word this morning. Amen. We'll take a Bible, say amen, and just open to the Scriptures, to the book of 1 Samuel. Amen. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 30, 30, 1 Samuel 30, from verse 1. To verse 8, amen. And then we'll also go jump to verse 18 and verse 19. So we'll read 1 Samuel 30, verse 1 to 8, and then we'll jump to verse 18 to 19. Amen. Amen. 1 Samuel, amen. If you dare say amen, amen. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekite had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captive that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captive, Ahinoam, the Jezreelite, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, and the people spake of stone on him, because the soul of the people was grieved, every man for his son and his daughter. But David 
encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Amen. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the effort. And Abiathar brought thither the effort to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this shrub? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and with aid fell recover all. Amen. Let's go to verse 18 and 19. And David recovered all that the Amalekite had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughter, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. Amen. And Lord, add his blessing to the reading of the word he may have you see. David recovered all. Amen. There was nothing lacking. He recovered all. Amen. If you want to give it a title this morning, we want to speak on taking the enemy's camp. Taking the enemy's camp. Amen. We're living in an age where we fight in the greatest battle that has ever been fought. Amen. And, and it is the battle in our minds. Amen. That's the greatest battle that has ever been fought. Amen. And we're fighting an enemy that is a great adversary. Amen. The Bible tells us like a rowing lion, he goeth about seeking whom he might devour. Amen. But I want you to notice like. Amen. He's not the lion. He's just like a lion. Amen. Brother Branham will tell us many a time that he's just the scarecrow. He's not, you know, really someone that has got the power or the authority. We know very well that the Lord Jesus Christ stripped him of every power that he had on that day at Calvary when he went down to the to the to the to the to the, to the, to the hell and, and he took the keys of hell, death, and the grave. And and so the enemy doesn't really have the keys to his own house. Hey, Amen. He's just a bluff. Amen. He's just a scarecrow. Amen. That that is trying to scare the children of God and in many other ways. And and sometimes we are to blame that we allow him to scare us. We allow him to to be able, you know, to get into our minds and get into our lives and and do all those kind of things. But I believe that this morning we, we can take a step a little further and and take this camp that the Lord has given to us and the animals seem to have have count come and, uh, and taken it. But I say this, that the mind is yours. Amen. God gave you the mind not to be the ground of the enemy. That is where the battle is fought. But God gave it to you that you may have control over it. Not you, but the Spirit of God may be able to have control over it. Amen. The Holy Ghost on the inside of you might be able to have control over it. So in order the battle that we are fighting is not a carnal battle. Amen. It's a spiritual battle. Amen. 
tonight. Now Paul will tell us in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 12, will say, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. He said, Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. He said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. So if this morning you are fighting a battle that is carnal or you're fighting in a carnal way, then you are fighting the wrong kind of battle. Amen. Are you with me this morning? If you're fighting a battle in a carnal way, you are fighting the wrong kind of battle. Or you are facing your enemy in the wrong way. Because your enemy is not to be faced on a carnal level, but he's fighting you on a spiritual level. Amen. And so the battle that we're facing in this day is a spiritual battle. Amen. It's a battle that is happening in the spiritual realm. Amen. Because our adversary, the enemy, he's facing us in the spiritual. Amen. Now, now we can go back in the Old Testament and we can look at some of the strategies and the tactics of the enemy. Amen. Of how the enemy will try to take a city. Amen. If we were to take our mind, we were to take our bodies to be a city, we can go all the way back in the Old Testament and see how the enemy will try to take a city. Now, what would the enemy do? Now, now what he will do first, he will try to besiege that city. Amen. To besiege a city, in other words, is to create a camp around the city. Outside of the walls of that city. Amen. You create the camp and when he create that camp so build this camp around the city he doesn't take the city right away but he stays there amen he stays in these camps and he besieges the city and what is he doing he's trying to stop the supplies that goes into the city are you with me this morning he's trying to stop the people to get them to a place where they cannot go out to get supplies and supplies cannot come in and so he cuts off the supplies of the people so now the people are in the city, they are in their walls but they run out of supplies and they start to get weak, amen they start to lose strength, amen so the enemy will stay there and besiege them for a very long time and at the appropriate time when he knows that now the people are weak and have no strength, he will attack the city, amen and then he will take that city, you see that is the way the enemy is fighting us today, amen, he's besieging us in our minds, amen he's creating camps in our minds because that is where the greatest battle is being fought. Amen. With the purpose of what? To be able to anoint us with a spirit of doubt. Amen. To be able to anoint us with a spirit of unbelief. Amen. Because once he knows that if he can get us to disbelieve God or disbelieve his word, then he has disarmed us. Amen. Then we've got into a place where we are weak and he can take control of our beings and bring different troubles our way. Amen. So that is one of the tactics of the enemy, and that's what we want to look at this morning, amen. How he will besiege us in our minds, fight us in our mind with the purpose of taking, taking amen, taking our, our city or taking our bodies, amen. And he'll strike that city, amen. That is one of his strategies, and that is what he's doing in the spiritual realm, amen. And he's fighting us in our memory, in our imagination, in our conscience, in our affection, in our reason, amen. That is where the battle's been raged, in our spiritual realm, in the mind, amen. See, what the enemy will try to do uh, is to get us both to damn. Now, Brother Branham will tell us a story one time. He said he went to this place, um, and he said there was a great magnet, amen. He said there was a great magnet that started to move, amen. And, and he said, when 
the magnet will move. There are certain things that will magnetize to that magnet. Amen. That magnet will start to pull certain things. So Brother Branham was looking at them and he started to ask the man and he said, this is very interesting. He said, you know, I can see the magnet moving and it's picking up certain things. But he said, there are certain things that are not being picked up. And he asked the man, why is it so? And he said, it's because those things are not magnetized. Amen. He said, they are not magnetized. That's the reason why they are not being picked up. Amen. And said, okay, that's very good. And then he saw a little bolt on the ground and he said, but wait a minute. He said, that bolt has the potential to be magnetized to the magnet. But for some reason, it's not being moved. And the man said to him, yes, Brother Branham, the reason why it is not being moved is because it's been bolted down. Amen. It's been stuck down. It's been plugged down. And even though the power of the magnet is moving, but because of the bolt, it is not being able to be lifted up. Amen. You see, that is where the enemy will get us sometimes. Amen. Well, we are so bolted down in our minds. Amen. That the Spirit of the Lord will move in a meeting. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord will move in a service. Amen. But we'll be so bolted down that we cannot be magnetized to the Word of God that is moving. Amen. But let me say this this morning. You have the authority this morning to lose the bolt. Amen. That as the Spirit of the Lord moves in this building this morning, that you can be magnetized to the Word of God. That you can receive your healing. Amen. That you can receive your freedom. Amen. That you can receive your deliverance. Amen. I don't know what you are going through, but I can testify to you this morning that there is a God that is more than able to set you free. There is a God that is more than able to restore whatever the enemy has taken from you. We are not here, amen, to just talk about a God of history, amen. We are talking about a living God, a God that is real, amen. Amen. We are not here to be bolted down. Amen. But we are here to lose those bolts. Amen. And allow the Spirit of the Lord to move in our lives. Amen. And lift us up from where we are at. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. We are not here to be bolted down. Amen. We're not here to be unbelievers. We're here to be believers. We've been called to be believers. Amen. We've been called to trust in the Lord. Amen. And I believe that this morning I'm talking to believers. Amen. This morning I am speaking to believers. I am speaking to a predestinated seed of God. A people that have been predestinated to be victorious. A people that have been predestinated to overcome. Amen. A people that have been predestinated to take their inheritance that God has given them in the land of promise them in the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. We're not here to be bolted down. Amen. Amen. The enemy has been invading our territories. He's been invading our inheritance. Amen. The mind is your inheritance. Amen. But the enemy has been invading those grounds. Amen. He's been taking possession. Amen. He's been building his camps over there. But I'm saying this morning, we are here to take the enemy's camp. Amen. Because God has given us a sound mind. He said that we can have the mind of Christ. Amen. The scripture will tell us to love him with all our hearts. But it says also with all of our mind and with all of our soul. Amen. Man. He said that we can be in the same mind, one with another. Amen. That we can get to a place where we're in the same mind, one with another. Why? Because we've gotten into the same mind of God. Amen. God wants to reveal himself to you. Amen. You see, our mind is a place where we can either accept or we can either reject. 
Amen. It's the ground where we can either accept or we can either reject. Amen. And let me say this this morning. You can reject the doubts that the enemy will throw at you. You can reject the fears that he try to bring to you. And you can accept the word of God. You can accept what God has spoken concerning you. The scripture tells us, amen, that we have the authority to lose and to bind. Amen. I believe that this morning we can bind the enemy. Amen. And we can lose the spirit of God. Amen. We're not here just to have another service. Amen. We're here to see the living God move in our mess. Listen, before you came here, God saw you here. He had you in your mind. The clothes you had on, he saw you wear those clothes. He knew that you would be here this morning. He knew that I would be here this morning. And let me say this, when God comes to your mess, he doesn't come to be a spectator. Amen. But he comes to be a participator. Amen. He comes to fulfill his desire and his will in your life. Amen. He had purpose and predestinated the service before the foundation of the world. Amen. And we know that we are in a battle where there are only two powers that are trying to gain control. Amen. It's the power of God and the power of Satan. Now, these are the two powers that are trying to gain control of your life. Amen. These are the two powers that are trying to gain control of your life. The power of God and the power of Satan. Amen. And I believe that this morning we can cast out the power of Satan. Now, Brother Branham will tell us, amen, because Satan is desiring to destroy. But God is desiring to restore. Amen. He's desiring to destroy, but God is desiring to restore. He's desiring to bring his word to power. And Brother Branham was saying the greatest battle of fought, amen, is that there is only two powers and there is only two kingdoms, amen. Is that two powers and two kingdoms. Is that all the rest of the little minor tents are connected with either one of those powers. And is that, and those powers is God's power and Satan's power. Is that that's what every war, every disorder, everything that comes along, it's either controlled by God. God's power or Satan's power. Is that because that's the only two powers there is. Amen. And that is the power of life and the power of death. Amen. Is that now that's the only two powers. Is that Satan can only, is that he, his power, his God, his power is a perverted power of God. Is that it isn't a real power. Amen. Is that it isn't no real power. Amen. Is that it's a perversion of God's power. Everything that Satan has is that dead is a perversion of life. Amen. Is that a law is only the truth mistold. Amen. Is that see, adultery is an act misused. Amen. Is that a righteousness act misused. Amen. Misused. Amen. Is that everything that Satan's got is something that was perverted, but it's a power. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Is that everything that Satan's got is something that is perverted, but it's a power. Amen. It's perverted, but it's a power. So it's perverted, but it can anoint people. Are you with me this morning? It's perverted, but it's a power. Amen. But Abraham continuing to say, and we are here today, sitting here, and one or the other power is going to control us. 
Amen. It said one or the other power is going to control us. Amen. It said so let us cast out the evil one. And let us, let us take our positions like the stars of the heavens. Amen. So one of these powers are going to control us. Either the power of God or the power of Satan. Amen. Satan's power is a perverted power but still is a power. Amen. And one of these are going to control us. So let us cast out the evil one and allow the power of God to move on this building this morning. Amen. Amen. He said, just as it is with the stars of heaven. See, the stars of heaven have been positioned in a place where they are following the mind of God. They have been positioned according to how God had ordained them to be before the foundation of the world. Amen. They've been placed in that position according to what God spoke them to be when they started to create them and told the star to be here and the moon to be here. See, they are there in harmony. Amen. They are moving in harmony according to the word of God from the beginning. Amen. Amen. Now, will you take, for example, the moon? Amen. Now, the moon was given an order to say, you are to control the tide. Amen. It was amazing as we walked. We were driving along yesterday and looking at different toys. You see, the moon was given an authority that you are to control the toy. Amen. And the moon is in harmony with the word that was spoken to him by God. Amen. And the moon operates under the spoken word of God. Amen. So it controls the tide. Amen. Whenever the tide is coming high, the moon says you've come too far. Now you go back. Amen. And now we know that Brother Brown will tell us that the church is a type of the moon. Or the moon is a type of the church. Amen. Are you with me this morning? That is what the church is. is a type of the moon. Amen. And so this moon is controlling the, 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 the tide. And so the church, amen, when it comes in harmony, amen, when it comes in harmony with a spoken word, with her position at the beginning, it gets you in place where it's able to control the tide that the enemy will try to bring you away. Amen. That is why we have received this message to restore us back into that harmony. Amen. To restore us back into that unity, into our position, just as the stars are in your position, in accordance, in unity with the word of God at the beginning. Amen. That is what this message has come to do. Restore us back into that harmony, into that unity. Amen. So that we can control the toy of the enemy. Amen. We can control the toid that will try to come against our family. The toid that will try to come against our relationships. The toid that will try to come against the church. Amen. We have the authority, amen, once we get back in harmony with God to control and push back that toid. Amen. 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 I believe that it is time for us to get back in harmony with God again. Amen. Get back to a place where God has the full control of our lives. Amen. Because when God comes and takes that control, then he's controlling our being. Amen. Amen. And he will bring to pass his desire in your life. Because right now that you are sitting here, there is an attribute of God on the inside of you. Amen. There is a portion of God on the inside of you that he wants to express. Amen. And now we have to come to a place where we allow him to express that attribute in us. Amen. But in order for this attribute to be expressed, amen, we need to come to a place where we overtake the enemy in the mind. 
because that is where the battle is being fought. That is where the enemy is trying to seize us or, or, or try to keep us from fulfilling that attribute, that purpose of God in our lives. Amen. Are you with me this morning? That is what the enemy is trying to do. That is why we are here to say we need to take that camp that God has given to us. We need to take that mind, that battleground. We need to put God, his word in the forefront and allow him to bring us back into that harmony where we can push back the toy of the enemy. Amen. Hallelujah. Now Brother Branham will continue to say in the greatest battle level four to said, and now I want to God this morning that we would bring this to a real healing service. Amen. Now that's the words of the prophet. Amen. Is that I want this morning that we'll bring this to a real healing service. Amen. Is that that we could keep this part group that we have gathered under the roof this morning in such a harmony that the Holy Spirit will place every member of the body that's here this morning in such a harmony that there will be such a spontaneous healing of soul and body. Amen. Amen. That will come into such a harmony that will be a spontaneous, not something that you're working up. Amen. Not an emotion, but a spontaneous healing of soul and body. Because he is the healer, amen. And so when we get back into that harmony with him, it'll be spontaneous that he expresses himself through you and in you. Amen. When we get back into that harmony with God again. Amen. It'll be spontaneous. You don't have to work it up. Amen. You don't have to do something about it. The God on the inside of you will express his attribute if we get back into that harmony. Amen. He said, if we'll just hold our position. Amen. And our position is in Christ. Amen. That's where our position is. Our position is in the word. Amen. Amen. And on the inside of us, as we said, is a predestinated seed. That predestinated seed is a portion of God. Amen. Now, when you are born, if you are a predestinated seed, you are born as a predestinated seed of God. Amen. But you have to come to a place where the seed is being quickened by the spirit of God. Amen. By the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So in order for us to get back into that harmony, it's going to take the baptism of the Holy Ghost that quickens that seed and brings it back in harmony with God again. Amen. Amen. That is why the baptism of the Holy Ghost is so important. Amen. Because you can never actually come to your position in Christ without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because that is what will bring you to the adoption, your place in the body of God. Amen. It is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That is what will bring us back into that harmony where we can be governed by perfect faith. Amen. Where well, we can be governed by perfect faith. Amen. Because you see, perfect faith is a revelation. The revelation of who you are. Amen. And when that perfect faith comes, it pushes. Amen. See, the power has to come from the inside, not from the outside. 
Amen. When that perfect faith comes, when that spirit quickens that seed on the inside of you, remember Abraham said, in there, you only have faith or doubt. Amen. So when that spirit comes and quickens that seed, it pushes itself out. Amen. And it goes into the spirit realm, onto the battlefront. Amen. And it overcomes all the works of the enemy. All the thoughts that are contrary to the word of God. That is what that seed does. Amen. When it's quickened by the spirit of God. It starts to push itself out into that spirit realm. Overcomes the enemy in that spirit realm. And then it starts to express itself on the outside. Amen. Amen. Are you with me this morning? That is what it does. Amen. That is why the baptism of the Holy Ghost is so important. Amen. But the brother will talk about the seal and he'll preach the seals. But he'll come and say, you know, the highlight. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I think he says the highlight of my ministry is this message called the token. Amen. The token. He said, listen, you, you can have everything you want, but without a token, you are not going in. Because without a token, you don't have a true revelation of Jesus Christ. Because what is the token? Is the personal revelation of Jesus Christ to you. Amen. That is what brings you into your position. The token is so important, church. Listen, if you get there, you are not going to be asked, you know, explain to me the seals or, or explain to me the church ages. Now, they are important. They help us to get on our position. But in order for you to cast the revelation of that seal, in order for you to cast the revelation of the church ages, you are going to need the Holy Ghost because it is the Holy Ghost that will bring you that revelation. Amen. That's why the token is so important. Amen. That is your ticket to enter into glory. Amen. Amen. It is not how much that I know or how much intellectual I am. It is that spirit of God, Christ on the inside of you. That is what will open the gates of heaven for you to walk in. Amen. That is what will bring the revelation. That is what will overcome the enemy in the camps of your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you are a born-again Christian, which I believe I'm speaking to born-again Christians here this morning. But let me say this, if you're not born again this morning, are you with me this morning? If you're not a born-again Christian this morning because the enemy has created camps in your mind. Amen. His creator comes in your mind where he's got you to a place where you become hopeless and fearful. Amen. And depressed and anxious. And, and you know, he's just got these walls built in your mind. And you haven't come to a place where you've been able to allow that Holy Ghost to come in and quicken the seed. And bring it to a full revelation of who Jesus Christ is. And you're still fighting in your mind. And you're not a born again Christian. I say to you this morning, you don't have to walk out of doors the same way you came in. Amen. Because I believe, listen, the Holy Ghost is not some work up, amen. Listen, one day in the book of Acts, it was while the word was being preached, amen. While the word was being preached in the house of Cornelius, the people were filled with the Holy Ghost, amen. I believe that the preaching of the word has got enough power to fill with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The preaching of the word has got enough power to bring deliverance, to bring freedom, amen. We don't always need hands to be laid on. Is that's where your faith is? Praise the Lord for him. But let me say this to you. There is power in the word of God that goes for him to transform lives and to change lives. Amen. I believe it in all my heart. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. 
I have good news for you. If you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if you're not a born again Christian, I have a good news for you. You know what you need to do this morning? Just let go. Amen. Let go of your reasoning. Let go of your ideas. Let go of your thoughts. Amen. The greatest thing you could ever do this morning is to fully surrender yourself to God. Amen. To fully surrender yourself to God. Let me say this. You can never surrender yourself enough. There is always room to surrender more to God. Amen. If you can surrender and let go this morning and let God come in. Let the Spirit of the Lord come in. It will quicken that seed on the inside of you. If you say, here I am, Lord, I am giving you my life. I am giving you my heart. He will take it. Amen. He will take it. Amen. Brother Brandon was speaking the message. Pride. He said, if you give him second place, he will take it. Amen. If you put him in a corner, he will take it. Amen. Now, I don't believe that God deserves to be in a second place. I don't believe that God deserves to be in a corner. Amen. But if you give him that place, he will take it. So how much more if you surrender your whole life to him? To say, Lord, command him and have control of my life he will come in amen it was the prodigal son amen he had went away from God amen and you see you see when he was coming home the father was waiting for him amen the father was waiting for him and you know if there ever was a time that God run was in that moment because when he saw him coming he didn't wait for him to get to the door but he started to run towards him God is desiring you more than you were desiring him this morning if you need God to take control of your life you don't need to wait you don't have to wait for another service amen you don't have to wait for another service amen he can fill you this morning with the Holy Spirit amen he can anoint you amen he can change your life it took one service to get my life changed amen it doesn't take a lot of preaching a lot of service just one service and it changed my life amen God is more than able to do it amen if you walk in there and you will hear with an open heart he's more than able to bring a change he's more than able to transform he's more than able to set free amen oh hallelujah Oh, hallelujah. There is an untapped resource in your heart. There is a hidden power on the inside of you. That is the seed of God. That is wanting to express itself. Give God room. And you see him do things that you've never seen before. You will never be the same. And you will never want to go back. You will never want to go back. You may think that you're having a good life, but I tell you, you have a taste of this water. You have a taste of God, and you never want to go back. You will never want to go back. He'll start to transform you. He'll start to fill you. He'll start to do things in your life that you, could, you couldn't even imagine. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. It's time to get back in harmony with God. Amen. It's time to get back in unity. Amen. To get that mind, that body, and that soul in unity. Amen. Now, Brother Brandon will say this. One of my favorite quotes. Amen. Brother Brandon will say, If this church right now could be put together and knitted together with such that every person would be in one accord with not one shadow of doubt anywhere 
Are you with me this morning? With not one shadow of doubt anywhere. There would be not, there would not be a feeble person in our midst in another five minutes. Now, Brother Branham wasn't saying that just to say it. He was saying that because he experienced it. He saw it in the meetings. Amen. Now, let me say this. That was the wave chief. Amen. Let's say that there is more to come. Amen. There are more meetings to come, amen. Where the people can come into one accord, into one mind, amen. Where there will be not one feeble person left in the next five minutes. Do you believe that God is able to do it? Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Is that there would be not there will not be nobody here desiring the Holy Ghost, but what will receive it? Is that if you could just get that certain ten fixed? Now, what is that certain ten? And Brother Brown will go on to say, is that now there is where the battle begins. That certain thing that needs to be fixed is where the battle begins. And it said, right in your mind. Whether you will. That certain thing that needs to be fixed, he said, there is where the battle begins. In our minds. Amen. Because it is where the battle is happening that is hindering us from coming to that place where God can fully move. Are you with me? And we are here this morning and I want to encourage you. I know, you know, it might not take one service, you know, it's over as we grow in the Lord. But I want to encourage you this morning to say, that mind is your ground. That mind is God's ground. God has given it to you to bring you to a place where you can come in such a harmony with him. And when the whole church come into that unity and that one accord, you watch out for the supernatural. You watch out for what God can do when you missed. Amen. Because there was one time in the Bible, in the book of Acts, when they came into one accord. Now, for 10 days, they sat there. Now, I could imagine, I think it was Brother Andrew back home that he was talking about him. Is that maybe for that 10 days, they got there and they started talking about the fishing. Amen. Oh, you know, uh, you know, my fishing has been great. How has your fishing been, you know? How much fishes have you caught in the last while? Oh, you know, of course, this is the main fishing. And they might have been talking about fishing and, and talking about this and talking about that. Amen. They were talking about their businesses. Amen. But what I could imagine that it must have come a moment. That maybe John rose up and said, friends, what is the purpose? Why are we here? Why are we gathered here? Why is there 120 people gathered in this room? Are we here just to talk about the fishing? Are we here just to talk about how the day was and what we did? And are we here just to talk about the God of history? 
Because he has told us to gather here and we are going to be endued with power. Amen. There is a purpose why we are here. And I can see Peter maybe rise up and say, you are right, John. We are here for a purpose. We are here because we've been given a promise. Amen. And as they started to change their conversation, as their mind started to change, as their focus started to change, to come in line with the purpose why they were here, something happened. Amen. They started to come into one accord. Amen. Their mind started to come into one place. Focusing on one scripture. That said that you gather up in that room. And you shall be endued with power. Amen. And they started to bring their mind into the wrong place. And let me say this. That is where we need to come to. Amen. Where we bring our minds to what the promises. Amen. We are here for a body change. We are here for a rapture. We are here because of a God is real. We are here because of the message of the hour that has come to restore us back to who we were at the beginning. That has come to restore back the spoken word power as it was at the beginning. That is why we are here. But in order for us to get there, we need to get our minds back into the word, back into the message. Amen. That is what will bring us to that place where the spoken word can take its full effect. Where that third pool can move in the midst of the bride. But the certain thing that needs to be fixed is the battle in the mind. Amen. That is the certain thing that needs to be fixed. Amen. If we can get into that one accord. Amen. There won't be any one feeble person left in this building in the next five minutes. One person here desiring the Holy Ghost that they won't receive it. Amen. That is the promise. That is what the prophet said. And I believe it. Amen. If we can get that mind back in harmony with God again. You are a lick of fire. And when we all come together, and that mind, we start to get into that one channel. There's an atmosphere that gets to create. And what atmosphere creates, Brother Branham was saying, when two omnipotents come together, he said the supernatural takes place. There is one omnipotent here already, because he promised that wherever two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in their midst. So one omnipotent is here already. God is here. The Spirit of God is here. But now it's about this omnipotent important. It's about this seed on the inside of us. Amen. Clearing out the channels in the mind and getting back in line with him. Amen. To watch that supernatural take place in our lives. Amen. Amen. It is not an emotion. It is not a workup. But it is the word. Amen. It is the word. Amen. Let me say this church. Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of sitting in a service over and over again and the enemy coming and robbing you in your mind? Getting you distracted, turning you away from the word that has been preached. Aren't you tired? You know what the enemy is doing? He's robbing you. He's robbing you. Listen, church, there are many times, amen, we can take our phones. Amen. We can sit on our phones for one hour without losing, this, losing, uh, losing our attention. We can be so concentrated on something that we're watching on YouTube or something that we're watching over there. We can be so concentrated on that for more than an hour, for about two hours. We won't lose any, any distraction. We'll be just focused on it. 
But then we will sit in the house of God. And after five minutes, our minds are running somewhere else. We are thinking about tomorrow. And we are thinking about what happened yesterday. And we are thinking about this. And we are thinking about the other ten. Can't you see what the enemy is doing? Can't you see what the enemy is doing? He's robbing you. He's robbing us from getting into that unity. Getting into that one accord. Bringing that certainty and fixed. Where our minds are in harmony with God. Amen. He's robbing us. But I'm saying this church. It is time to arise. It is time for some sham guards. Oh, hallelujah. It is time for some Sam Garrison to take the ox goat. Amen. Do you know what the ox goat is? It's the word of God. Put the word in your mouth. Put the word on your mouth, on your lips. Amen. Take back the grounds of the enemy. Those Philistines that have been robbing you. Service after service. Listen, the power of God is moving. Listen, God in every service. He's moving, searching for someone. He's searching for someone. He's saying, who is here in this building that I can anoint him to fulfill my purpose? Who is here in this building? Which vessel can I take a hold of him that I can use him? He's searching through the building. He's moving through the building. Looking for a mind that will surrender to him. A heart that will surrender to him. That he can take a hold of him. And he can use it. Amen. We have been robbed over and over again. Service after service. Amen. But it's time to turn the, turn the, turn the tents around. Amen. Turn the table around. Amen. Amen. The enemy might have had the upper hand for so long. Amen. But it's time to turn the table around. Amen. He may have made many moves in your life. Many moves in your life. But let me say this. You have got a last move. Amen. You know, there was one time a painting. Amen. And this painting was a painting of a chess. Amen. A chess game. Amen. And in this chess game, it was the enemy fighting a certain man. Amen. And if you look at the chess board, it almost felt like the enemy was, hey, was, was about to win the game. Amen. It looks like as a painting in France, I believe. It looks like the enemy was about to win the game. And at the bottom of the painting, of the painting they had written, checkmate. In other words, saying that the enemy is about to checkmate the certain person. But it so happened that one day, a certain man who was a chief, you know, one of the greatest chess, you know, chess players ever. He got into that place and he started watching different pictures. Amen. He started watching different pictures and he came to this painting amen and he started to look at the painting and he started to look at the chess board and, and he said wait a minute the writing on the chess board is wrong he said because the Christian man has still got one move amen he said that the Christian man has still got one move the enemy has not yet checkmate him amen and you know what that move was it was the move of the king amen it was the move of the king that was going to checkmate the devil let me say this you have got the last move it doesn't matter where you were at this morning you may look at the chessboard this morning and it may feel like the enemy is winning but let me say this this morning you have got the last move you have got the last move. Oh, it's time to take those grounds in our mind, church. 
It's time to take those grounds, amen. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, church, we have been commissioned to believe. We have been commissioned to possess the gates of the enemy. Oh, hallelujah. That was what was told to the seed of Abraham. You shall possess the gates of the enemy. Now, remember, that word shall means that it's surely going to come to pass. Amen. When the, when the scripture says shall, it means that it's surely going to come to pass. There is not enough demons in hell that can able to stop it. Amen. If it said it shall come to pass, it means that it shall come to pass. When it said that it shall come to pass, that a virgin shall conceive them. How many years came? Maybe 400 years came to pass. But that word of God had to come to pass. And if the scripture has said that you shall possess the gates of the enemy, it doesn't matter how many years you may fight them. It doesn't matter how long the enemy may linger in your life. You shall possess the gate of the enemy. And you can start this morning possessing the gate of that enemy in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You see, it was right in the beginning when God created the angels. And there was one angel by the name of Lucifer. Amen. The scripture says that he was, he was the son of the morning. Amen. He was the son of the morning and, and he started to rise himself up in heaven. The scripture will say to us, what did he say? Is that I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Is that I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sight of the north. Now remember the sight of the north will be the eagle anointing. Amen. Is that I will ascend above the heights of, of the cloud. Is that I will be like the most high. Now these were the words of Lucifer, amen. And when these words, he was able to take control of the mind of some of the angels in heaven. Are you with me? He was able to cap captivate the mind of the angels in heaven. Now, now notice, now these are people that are in the presence of God, angels in the presence of God in heaven. And the enemy... With his tail, in other words, his lies, was able to take a third of the stars of heaven, of those angels, with his lies, getting where into their minds to believe a lie. Amen. To believe a lie, to get them to disbelieve their own creator, to get them to have doubt about their own creator. To weaken their faith right in heaven. Church, the battle didn't begin here, it began up there. Right in heaven. That's what Lucifer was able to do with his tail, with his lies, to sweep a third of the angels. And today, he's doing the same thing with his lies. Amen trying to take the stars of heaven. Remember, you are the stars of heaven. Because God told Abraham, your seed shall be like the sand of the seed, the natural seed, and as the stars of heaven, the spiritual ones. And we are the spiritual seed of God. Amen. And now with his tail, because the battle that began in heaven has now become an earthly battle. So with his lies, he's now trying 
He's trying to take a third of the spiritual seed of Abraham. But the prophet told us something. He said that this Eve cannot be deceived. This Eve should not compromise. There's something different about this Eve. Because he has injected his own seed on the inside of him. This Eve should not be deceived. Now Revelation 12, 7, 9 will say, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought against his angels. Now notice, and it says, And prevailed not. So we've already been told what the end of the battle is going to be. Because the battle that began in heaven, it said that the enemy fought against the angels, but he prevailed not. Amen. Neither was that place found anymore in heaven. Amen. And it said, and the great dragon was cast, was cast out, the old serpent called the devil, and Satan would deceive the, old, the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels was, were cast out with him. So the heavenly battle became an earthly battle. But I want you to notice that the enemy didn't have any place in heaven. And if he didn't have any place there, then he can't have any place in you. Because the same God that cast him out back there is the same God that is on the inside of you. So if he had no place up there, he has no place in you. He has no place in your mind. Amen. Because it is the same God. The enemy is trying to fight us in our mind. You know, it was in the book of Kings, and it'll talk about the story of Hezekiah. You know, Hezekiah, the king of, the king of Judah, amen. And, you know, Hezekiah came a time that, you know, the Assyrian came against them. And the Assyrian wanted to take the land of Judah. Amen. And they camped around the land and the, the land of Judah, and they wanted to take it. But you know what the, the king of Assyria, Sennacherib, did? He sent one of his servants called Rabshakeh. And Rabshakeh will go to the land and will start to talk to them, trying to get into their mind, to get them to disbelieve their God. And Rabshakeh will tell them, listen, your God is not able to defeat the king of Assyria. Because he said every God that tried to come, come against the king of Assyria was defeated. And he tried to tell them that is exactly what will happen with your God. But Rabshakeh was failing to see that he was talking about a people that were believing in the God of gods. Amen. The King of kings, The Lord of lords. Amen. That is the one that you are believing in. Listen, the enemy will send his agent to speak to you in your mind. Just like Rabshakeh did. Amen. But you see, when Hezekiah had what was happening in the land, do you know what he did? He took the report and took it before the Lord and he spread it before the Lord and he said here is what the king of Assyria is saying and he told the Lord let your eyes see let your ears hear what the king of Assyria is saying he was trying to get into the mind to defeat them but you see Hezekiah was not allowing the king of Assyria to get into his mind 
Amen. He went back to the word. He went back to God and said, this is what the enemy is doing. Amen. And as he started call on the Lord, the Lord sent his word to his prophet in that age. And that was Isaiah. Amen. And Isaiah went before the Lord. And when Isaiah came back, this is what he told him, Hezekiah. He said, therefore, thus saith the Lord, 2 Kings 19, 22, 25. He said, therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria. He said, he shall not come into the city. Amen. Listen, I don't know what battle you're fighting, but the word of the Lord is saying that this enemy will not come into your city. He will not come into your mind. He said, he shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor cast a bank against it. He said, by the way he came, by the same shall he return. Whichever way the enemy came against you, by the same way he shall return. He said, and shall not come into the city saith the Lord amen he said for I will defend the city God will defend your city God will defend your mind oh hallelujah to save it for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake and I said and it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote the camp of the Assyrians and a hundred fourscore and five thousand and when they arose early in the morning he said behold they were all dead corpses oh hallelujah they were all dead corpses you were not a fight in this battle but your God is going to fight for you in this battle. He's not going to allow the enemy to come into your mind. He's going to stop him and distract him. If you will give him the preeminence, if you allow him that seed on the inside him to start to express itself, to start to push itself. Oh, hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah! He's here to take that city. He's here to take that mind. Oh, hallelujah. Let me say this. The power of God is in this building this morning. I don't know what your desire is. But this morning, God is here to defeat your enemy. God is here to take the camp of the enemy. You will not fight in this battle. Oh, hallelujah. He's here to fight your battle. He's here to deliver you. He's here to set you free. This is the God that you were serving. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we were in a meeting one time in Trinidad. Listen, there was a little girl in that meeting. The enemy had been fighting that girl in the mind. Well, fighting her in the mind. He was telling her, you are worthless. He said to the girl, listen, you are the problem of your home. Said to her, listen, if you take your life, your home will be happier. Started to get into the mind of that girl. Started to lie to her in her mind. Saying that if you take your life, you know what? Your family will be happy. There will be peace in the home. So go ahead and take your life. Go ahead and take your life. What was he doing? He was building camps in the mind of this girl. Trying to take over that city. Oh, but there was a predestinated seed of God into that girl. That God had not finished with her. Listen, the enemy took her to even the place where he started to court herself. She started to court herself. 
But when we went into those meetings in Trinidad, it was one evening. I was we had taken two services. We were coming to the third service. And one evening I was in my room and I started to study and preparing for the next service. And the presence of the Lord came in that room. And the Lord spoke directly to me and said, Tomorrow, when you get into that service, speak about Paul and Silas. And so I said, Okay, Lord, I just wrote down Paul and Silas. We got into the meeting and we started to speak the word of the Lord. The presence of the Lord started moving the meeting. And it came to a point on the meeting. And the Lord came and said, Now speak on Paul and Silas. And we started to speak on Paul and Silas of how they were in jail. And you know, the priest and bars and they started to praise the Lord and when they started to worship the Lord the prison bars started to break open and when the prison bars broke open the jailer that was in there took a knife wanting to kill himself and the girl was sitting in the meeting and they ended the spirit of the Lord started moving that meeting and said dwell on that and it said the word because the word what Paul told the jailer was do thyself no harm and we got to do thyself no harm and the spirit of the Lord took that part of the service and started to speak to the people and say do thyself no harm what was the Lord doing he was tearing down prison bars he was tearing down shackles that Mercedes this morning that same God is in this meeting oh hallelujah that same God is in the service to tear down walls Amen. It was right there. She sat in the back of the building. God came and delivered her and set her free. Listen, you are serving a living God. I don't know what battle you're fighting this morning, but there's a God that is greater than your battle. Amen. There is a God that is greater than the enemy that is fighting you in your mind. It's time for you to take that camp of the enemy. He has lingered for too long in your mind. He has robbed you for too long in your mind. Listen, it may have built Jericho walls in your mind. This morning, there might be some Jericho walls in your mind. Jericho walls of sickness. Jericho walls of depression. Jericho walls of anxiety. Jericho walls of worthless spirit. Amen. Jericho walls of suicide. There might be Jericho walls that is built in your mind. Jericho walls that are saying to you that you cannot receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And it seems impossible for you to take down those walls. I don't know what walls is built, but I've got news for you this morning. I've got news for you this morning. There is a man. There is a man that has gone before you. Before Joshua got to the land. Before you came to desert him. Before you received your mind. There was a God that had come already. Oh, glory be to God. There was a man that had gone before Joshua. And he was already waiting for Joshua in the land of promise. Joshua got there and saw the man. And pulled out his sword to face the man. And he asked them are you for us or are you against us and I said to him I am the captain of the horse of the Lord Brother Branham said what was it it was the pillar of fire that was following them had become a man oh hallelujah the pillar
pillar of fire had become a man. Listen, before you came here, before you came to the service, the angel of the Lord was already here waiting for you. Before Eliezer got to the well, he said the angel of the Lord was 20 minutes earlier than him. He was already preparing the grounds. He was getting ready to bring out a bride for Isaac. Before you came here this morning, he was already here waiting for you. He knew your battles. He knew your struggles. And he was waiting for you, the captain of the host of the Lord. He went ahead of Joshua. He weakens the ground of, of those walls. He weakens the ground of those walls. But I'm say this. We have received another captain. He didn't come to weaken the grounds of the walls. He came to tear down the walls. Oh, hallelujah. That day at Calvary, he came to tear down those walls. He didn't come to weaken them. He came to tear them down. He came to tear down the walls in your mind. He didn't come to weaken them, but to tear them down. And I said, All you have to do is start marching around those walls. Start marching around those walls. How do you march around the walls? Take God at His word. Start confessing His word. Start confessing His promises. Are you sick this morning? Start saying, Boy, His stripes. Oh, I am healed. Are you bound this morning? Start saying, He that has on us set free is free indeed. Do you need a baptism of the Holy Ghost? Oh, glory. He said, Repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. You need the Holy Ghost this morning. Luke chapter 11, verse 11 to 14 says, If a son shall ask bread of, of, of any of you that is, is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask him a fish, will he, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask him an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Now listen to this part of the scripture. Is that if ye then, being able, know how to give good gifts unto your children, is that how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Ghost to them? But ask him. Do you need a Holy Ghost? Do you need a refilling of the Holy Ghost? Is that how much more was your Father in heaven give you the Holy Ghost? Give you a refilling of the Holy Ghost if you ask him for it. If you ask him for it. Oh, hallelujah. It's time to start marching around your walls. They start, start marching around your walls. They march around the walls one time. They march around it another time. Listen, every morning they had to wake up and march around those walls. Listen, every morning you're going to have to wake up and take that word and read that word. Every morning you're going to have to wake up and get down on your knees. Every morning you're going to have to wake up and put play on that tape and listen to that message. What are you doing you are marching around your walls 
you were marching around your walls and the march around the first day, the march around the second day. What was happening in the spiritual realm? It was the first church age, it was the second church age, it was the third church age. Oh, hallelujah! Until the seventh church age, on the seventh day, they had to march around the walls another seven times. What was it? It was the opening of the word. Those other seven times that they had to march around on the seventh day in the seventh church age. It was the breaking of those seven seals. It was the breaking, the sounding of those thunders. Oh, hallelujah. What was he saying? That the only way that you are going to bring down your walls is by the opening of the word of this age. There is no other way that you're going to tear down the walls of your mind. It's only by the reveal word of the sour that is what will bring down your walls oh hallelujah it is the word that is what will bring down your walls so start feeding on that word start getting into that word oh hallelujah it is that word that will bring you revelation. What is revelation? It is Jesus Christ personal revealed to you. It is faith. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing of the word. It is the word that will tear down those walls. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Branham said, hallelujah. Is that devils are on the move. For Jesus Christ, the chief captain said, in my name, they shall cast out devils. Is that they failed to get it 40 years ago? But we are coming in now, possessing the land. Is that the same pillar of fire, the same chief captain, is the leader, the host of the Lord? It's your land, Brother Branham said. Is that God's, God promised to prosper you and health? He gave you that body. It's yours by possession. Is that the devil is trying to take it over? The devil is trying to take it over. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. We said he hasn't got any authority to do it. Brother Bram said he's trembling tonight. Hallelujah. He said great will of God's power moving in the building. Satan is trembling. Satan is trembling this morning. Because Satan knows that this morning he's going to lose ground. Satan knows this morning that he's going to lose ground. He's trembling this morning. Listen, if you were to walk down through the halls of hell, there is not a rejoicing in hell. They are trembling. They are trembling. Brother Bram said, Hallelujah. Oh, said, if what if you'd only have faith? It said, his heart is about gone. It's melted in him. Why? Oh, you say, well, the doctor said, yeah, but they realize that the host of the Lord is moving in now. Is that that's right? Is that no matter how high he's, he's, walled, he's walled you? Is that no matter how high he's walled it? Is that he may have walled it out, walled it out of sight of the doctor, but he hasn't walled it out of the sight of God. He said he might have, he, he might have, he, he, he might be a, a great big blow from, to the medical science, but he ain't a big blow from, to God. Listen, he might have bluffed you in your body and say the sickness cannot ever leave you. 
It might be just a bluff, a great wall that he's built. But Brother Branham is saying here, he's not able to wall the power of God. Listen, when those people received the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, you couldn't put them in a prison. You couldn't shut that Holy Ghost in a prison. They put them in a prison. That Holy Ghost power broke those prison bars. Hey, you went this morning. Listen, Peter was in a prison. But in the house of, of John Mark, there were some believers that started to pray. There were some believers that started to pray because Satan has taken captive one of God's children. And as they started to pray, you know what happened? God released them, an angel from heaven, to go into the jail of Peter and open the prison bars of Peter and let Peter walk out. Listen, we are gathered here this morning and we are believing for our loved ones. We are believing for our children, believing for our families. Listen, if you have that same faith, God will release an angel. No matter what calm the enemy has created around them, no matter what walls he has built around them, God is more than able to send an angel there away, to set them free out of the prison that they are in. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, he had me in a prison one day. He had me walled in. He came and created a camp in my mind. Told me that rock and roll is a better life than a Christian life. And he walled me in with rock and roll. Walled me in with lustful spirit. You know, I can go in detail and tell you. I'll be honest this morning. He walled me in with pornography. He walled me in with many other evil spirits. Are you with me this morning? He walled me in. But listen, there was a greater power than his power. There was a greater seed on the inside than the walls that he had created around me. Listen, I don't know what you are struggling with, but there is a greater power on the inside of you than the walls that he's created around you this morning. Hallelujah. While I was in that jail, while I was in that prison, there was a mom and a dad that was calling on the Lord. They were praying for their son. There was a mom that while I was walking in darkness, she would look at me in the face and she would tell me, one day you are going to be a preacher. <laughs> She was looking at a rock star and saying, you are going to be a preacher. What was she doing? She was taking a camp. She was taking a ground. She was saying, this is my possession. This is God's son. God gave it to me, and I'm not going to let him go. Oh, hallelujah. And God sent an angel my way. He sent an angel my way and he broke the prison bars. He broke my chains and he said, get up, Maxwell. Walk out of this prison doors. But I've got a work for you to do. I've got you to preach the gospel to the people. Now, Mercedes, God has got a work for you to do. He may have walled you in with pornography, walled you in with lustful spirit, walled you in, walled you in with depression, walled you in with anxiety. But there is a God. There is a power, there is an authority that can break down those walls. Listen on that seventh day, when they run around that wall, the seventh time, you know what they had to do? They had to blow a trumpet. They had to blow a trumpet. 
And when they blew that trumpet, those walls came down. Do you know where your trumpet is this morning? It's your confession. That is your trumpet this morning. My mom was blowing her trumpet. She was making her confession. Listen, you can start making your confession. Concerning the walls that are in your life, you can start making your confession. Your mind is your inheritance. Your children are your inheritance. Your family is your inheritance. Your joy is your inheritance. Your peace is your inheritance. When Abraham saw Lot being taken away, what did he do? He went and took him back. Listen, I don't know what the enemy has taken away from you. He might have taken your children. He might have taken some of your family. He might have taken your joy. He might have taken your peace. Amen. He might have taken your desire or your hunger for the Lord. He might have taken your prayer life. Come on, Amen. He might have taken them. He might have robbed you over. Just as the way he went to the land of Ziglag and he took their wives, he took their children, he took the increase, he took them all away. Oh, hallelujah. What was he doing? He had gotten into their minds and he was taking things that didn't belong to him. The land of Ziglag did not belong to the Amalekites. They had no right to go to that land. They had no right to take those wives. They had no right to take those children. That wasn't his camp. See, that was the camp where David had guarded his people. It was a place of safety. It was a place where David had brought this man and, and their wives and their children into that land, a place of safety. Where they were protected. You see, you believe this message. It's a place of safety. You brought your family to believe this message. It's a place of safety. It's a land where you brought your children. It's a land where you were living in it. Amen. A place of safety. Because you believe and you know that this word is more than able to deliver. This word is more than able to produce what it says it will do. But you see the enemy, the enemy has come into the land just as he came into the land of Ziglag. That was David's place of safety. But the enemy came into that place of safety. Listen, you may be sitting under the believing this message of the hour, but the enemy will come right into that place of safety. Right into the message of the hour. As a believer, right there to take hands, to take wives, to take children, to take joy, to take peace. Right in the message of the hour. To take the faith of the people. The most safety place you can ever be in this age is in this message. But that is the very place where the enemy will come. And take things out of that place. Oh, hallelujah. And he went to the land of Ziklag. And he burned the land. He burned the place up. Taking the children away, taking the wives away, taking the joy away.
taken your praise away. Everything he had, they had, had been taken away. Taken away from them. Gave them a painted fire. A painted fire. That was the Amalekites' fire. That wasn't God's fire. It was a painted fire. Listen, the enemy will come right in the message of the hour. He'll take your Holy Ghost and give you a painted fire. Give you a painted fire that has no power to overcome. A painted fire that has no power of deliverance. Gave them a painted fire. Couldn't warm. Just come to church and look at a painted fire. Go back home and, and on Monday you're back in the same route again. Back in the same cycle again. A painted fire that cannot break cycles. That's what he gave them and he had left them with. A painted fire. Right in the midst of the message. Right in the land of safety. The enemy had come in and taken what belonged to David. Listen, this morning, we are not here to be like the man of David. The man of David started to weep. The man of David started to cry. They started to weep and say, our children are gone. They said they wept until they had no strength to weep no more. They had lost courage. They were discouraged because of what the enemy was doing in their minds. But we're not here this morning to be like the man of, the man of David. To weep and to mourn and to complain. And to say and testify of how big our, big our trouble is. And how big our, our struggle is. And how big we're fighting our enemies. And, and how big our sickness is. And, and how big this is. We're not here to be like the man of, of David. We're not here to complain. We're not here to whine. We're not here to lay down our complaints and say, look at what the enemy has done. Look at what the enemy is doing in my life. We're not here to praise the enemy. We're not here to give the enemy any credit. That's not what we're here to do. We're not here to be like the man of David. To put a complaint on the pastor. It is this one's fault. It is this one's fault. That's why this happened to me. This one's fault. And it is that one's fault. You know what the enemy's doing? He's getting into your mind. Blaming. This one did it. And that one did it. We're not here to be like the men of David. But we're here to be like David. We're here to say, give me the title deed. Give me the title deed. Let me know what is my inheritance. Give me the abstract title deed. I want to know my inheritance. I want to know how far of this land has been given to me. Give me the word. Give me my promise. That's what David said. Bring me the effort. He said to the priest, bring it to me because I want to encourage myself. I am not here to listen to the complaints, but I want to tune in to another voice this morning. Listen, you've been listening to a certain voice that has been telling you that you are not able, has been telling you that you are not going to make it, has been telling you that your battle is going to last forever. But let me say this this morning, Saturday. Turn them. 
himself in the word you know what David did he went before the Lord and he asked the Lord for two tents go back to the scripture again he went to inquire of the Lord let's go back to first Samuel 20 verse 8 David inquired for two tents the scripture said and David inquired of the Lord saying shall I pursue after the troop one shall I overtake them two and now this is the answer the Lord gave David. David said, pursue. So your first question, go ahead and do it. And he said, you shall surely overtake them. Your second question has been answered. Now David said, fine, I've got two answers. That is good. But God is perfected in three. And he said, but David, don't stop there. Listen, you're going to pursue. You're going to overtake. But there's one more thing you have to do, David. And he said, without fail, recover all. Listen, David asked two tens, but God told him to go do three tens. Listen, you may have asked for two tens, but God is saying, do three tens without fail. Listen, the Lord is not saying that maybe you are going to overcome. The Lord is not saying that maybe you will get healed. The Lord is not saying this morning that maybe you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Lord is not saying that maybe you will be set, you will be set free. That maybe you will get some feeling this morning that is just going to make you feel good. The Lord is not saying maybe. This is not a hope so message. This is not a hope so gospel. This is not a maybe gospel. But the Lord is saying, without fail, without fail, recover all. Without fail this morning, he's saying recover all that the enemy has taken away from you. Amen. Without fail, recover your joy. Without fail, recover your Holy Ghost. Without fail, recover your children. Recover your family. Without fail, recover all. Oh, hallelujah. Without fail, take the calm that the enemy has taken away from you. Without fail, you don't have to live this building the same way you came in. Recover all. Without fail, recover all. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Branham said, now when the battle 
when you get set in, when, the, when you get the battle set in array, it's that name of the devil is set in roid to every heart this morning. Remember, there are two powers that are wanting to take control this morning. But the problem says, the devil is set in roid to every heart this morning. He said at every little girl's heart, at this little girl's heart. He said at your heart. He said all around there. He's saying, or oh, I have had it, I have tried that before. Listen, he might be telling you this morning, oh, you've had that preach before. I've had that preach before. I've had a preach before, and I've gone home, and it's been the same. Do you know why? Because you listen to his voice. Because you listen to him. When he came and told you that you've had that before, and you're going to go home and it's going to be the same, you acknowledge it, and you listen to it. But Abraham said, it can battle against you, but it cannot get you until you accept it. There are two powers that are wanting to get control this morning. There is one power that is saying, this morning, you can recover all without fail. But there is no power that is saying, I have had that before. I have tried that before. I have been in meetings before. I have gone home and felt the same. I have gone home and been in the same cycle. You've got a right this morning. You've got a choice this morning to choose to say, which one are you going to give yourself to? He said, I've heard that before. Brother Branham said, cast him out. He said, that's all. Cast him out. He said, what did the Bible say here in our text? Casting him out. That's right. Cast him out. He said, we have been trained. We have been trained to cast the devil out. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Do you believe this morning? Do you believe the message this morning? You don't have to follow after the signs. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In his name, you shall cast out devils. In his name, you shall heal the sick. In his name, you can recover all. I hope you're catching it this morning, church. Don't let it pass you, boy. This morning, you can recover all. Listen, this is not a meeting that Brother John put together. This is not a meeting that Brother Max put together. This is not a meeting that you put together. This is a meeting that God put together. God put it together because he came to meet with you. You can accept him this morning and walk out different and recover all. Or you can reject him this morning and walk out the same way. We have been trained. We have been trained to pursue. How do we pursue? We pursue by the word. And say, this is my promise. This is my word. Is the sickness we pursue to say, boy, his stripes, I am healed. Listen, we had a sister in the church by the name of Sister Terry. Amen. Now, Sister Terry, wonderful sister, some of you know her. Now, Sister Terry came to a point in her life where she started to develop something on her, on her hands. 
And she started seeing many people start to notice and say, start to say to her, you know, you need to get checked. And Sister Terry went in, got checked, and you know, all, all the stories that went with it. And the doctor said, he didn't listen, we might need to do a biopsy. It looks like a tumor. The enemy trying to get into the mind. Here's the tumor for you. Accept it or reject it. What the problem said is a rattlesnake. It's a box of rattlesnake that came to her. Now she had a choice to accept it or reject it. One night, she was in a room. Just had to realize, listen, I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. And I've got a right. And she lays her hand upon that t- the tumor or whatever was in her hand. Because the scripture said, lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. And she lay her hands upon him. And she called, cursed that demon in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, she went to bed. She woke up in the morning and there was nothing on her hands. What happened? She took God out of the word. She believed him. She said, listen, I am recovering all. I am recovering my healing. I am taking the camp of the enemy and it's trying to build in my mind. Listen, this morning, there are two people, two spirit sitting at the gate of your mind. They wanted to take preeminence. But I'm going to say this this morning. Cast out the evil one. Let God have the preeminence. You can recover all this morning. Pursue with the word of God. You shall overtake him and you shall recover all. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Branham said, if you can get everything out of the way, all conscious, all senses, and just let the word come in, the word will produce just exactly. The word will produce just exactly. If you walk out of this building and you start to testify about your healing, start to testify about your victory. You know how David overcame Goliath? He started to confess and tell David or tell Goliath what his end was going to be. He told Goliath, listen, Goliath, you are going to be just as the lion was and just as the bear was. He hadn't even faced Goliath. He hadn't even picked up his tones yet, but he started to tell Goliath what was going to happen to him. Listen, I don't know what are you battling in your mind but you can start to speak to it you can start to speak to it and tell it what it's going to be because what David said was what happened to Goliath listen I am standing here this morning because David slew Goliath and he cut his head off and took his head to testify and tell the armies of Israel what I have done you can do also and they had courage to go and destroy those Philistines. Listen, this morning I am holding the head of the enemy of a loved one that is lost in the world to tell you that you are able, your prayers are able to bring your loved one back in. Amen. I am here holding the head of pornography, holding the head of lust, holding the head of depression to say you are more than able to take that enemy down. Start confessing what you want your enemy to be. Oh, hallelujah. First Samuel 38 and 19 says, And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. 
David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken. And David rescued his two wives. Listen, he's here to rescue you. You are his wife. Amen. You may be in captivity, but your husband, the Lord Jesus Christ, is here to rescue you from the bonds of the enemy. He recovered his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither son nor daughter, neither spoil, nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. Listen, I don't know what you're battling this morning, but the Spirit of God is moving in this building. May the musicians come. The Spirit of God is moving in this building. You can reach out this morning. You can start confessing. You can start speaking to your mountain. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's time, Caleb. It's time, Joshua. It's time to say, give me my mountain. Give me my mountain. Amen. Give me my mountain. The enemy has been trampling on your ground. Walls have been built. But tonight, your words can tear down the walls. Your words is that trumpet. Amen. That can tear down the walls. Amen. Like Hezekiah did. You go before the Lord this morning. And you spread out. And tell the Lord what the enemy is doing. Tell the Lord how he's afflicting you. Tell the Lord how he's been fighting you and battling you in your mind. That is where the battle begins. Listen, every trouble in the home starts in your mind. Every argument starts in your mind. Every disagreement starts in your mind. That's where it starts. But this morning you can fortify that mind with the word of God. He's brought disagreement Discord, tear that wall down. Because you know what the enemy is trying to do? He's trying to break that harmony. Because he knows when you get into one accord, when the church gets into unity, into one mind, where everyone is in harmony with God, he knows that he's, he's powerless. He knows that he's defeated. That's why he's been throwing thoughts at you. That's why he's been trying to bring this card. That's why he's been trying to bring this agreement. He's trying to break unity. But I'm saying this morning, recover that grain. Recover that grain. Let love reign. Let the Spirit of God move. God will do the supernatural. God do. God will do the greatest thing you've never seen before. You may say we are little. You may say we just started. But listen, God had a plan before the foundation of the world. He's got a purpose in this place. You are the ones that he's called to use. Come back in harmony with God. Allow the spirit of the Lord. Allow that seed to move. Let him take control. Is it depression? Is it anxiety? What have you been battling? What has been your trouble? What is it that Satan over and over again keep coming? 
and robbing you of? What is the cycle that you are in? I'm going to say this the morning. The cycle wasn't made for you to go around it. The, 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 the traffic circle wasn't made for you to go around it. The traffic circle was made for you to come out of it. Are you with me this morning? If someone sees you going around the traffic circle, they start to wonder what is wrong with this person. It was made for you to take the right exit. It was made for you to take the right exit to where you were supposed to go. Your cycle that you have been in, it was made for you to take the right exit. The exit to your promise. The exit to your deliverance. The exit to your freedom. That's what the cycle has been made for you. Don't let the enemy take a hold this morning. Let God take a hold. The shackles can be broken this morning. The chains can be loose this morning. Now you don't have to go around in those cycles anymore. Oh, you've been in cycles before, but you've seen God break those cycles. You can take the calms of your enemy this morning. They weren't the enemy's camp to begin with. That was God's camp. But the enemy has invaded us. Maybe you allowed him to invade us. But this morning you can say, no, I am taking it back. Maybe you have allowed him in your home. You've allowed him in your home to where you pray alive. The altar has been torn down. It's time to restore the altar. Listen, the fire could not fall until Elijah restored that altar. It's time for you to restore that altar in your home. And you'll see the fire fall. It's time to restore that altar in your life. To see the fire fall. Satan has robbed you of your prayer life. You can take it back this morning. You can take it back this morning. Listen, every morning, they had to march. Every morning, you're going to have to march. Every morning, you're going to have to get in the presence of the Lord. That is how you tear down your walls. That is how you take your enemy's camp. Let's stand on our feet this morning. Start to speak the name of Jesus. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. At the name of Jesus, every power shall crumble. At the name of Jesus, every wall can be torn down. At the name of Jesus, every battle will be won. At the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Do you believe that this morning? The Spirit of God is moving here. Let's sing that to him, Brother Solomon.